0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Thank you all for your morning of beautiful practice. It's uh, really lovely to share a time like this with other people. And... um, The more you do it, the more you do it, the better it is. <laughs> the better it is, the happier you are. So I hope you continue to meditate a lot. Meditate, meditate, meditate. So I've, I've been thinking about what I wanted to say here this morning, and um, I think I want to follow up on the reflections that I asked you to all think about during this day if you wanted to. And um, to, to practice in a way that's playful and curious to see how mindfulness reveals itself to us in our actual meditation while we're on the cushion. Um, a, lot of, uh, um, uh, a lot of the integration of our practice happens in, an, in a more subtle way so that we don't always see what's happening. We just begin to see the changes that are happening in our lives. But when we're actually quiet and still on the cushion, we can begin to look and feel what it's like to be in our mind, and then what it's like to be centered in our body, and then what it's like to reflect upon the experience in a way that begins to sort of unravel the layers of our experience. So it's been said that um, there's really only one spiritual problem, and that problem is not seeing things the way they really are. And there's a Pali word for that called avija, or ignorance. And um, practicing uh, uh, mindfulness is... um, cultivating the ability to see things as they are. Now, that's, that sounds straightforward and um, and simple, but we all know that it's not always so easy. And, um, and so these different practices that are given to us, that then we come across... Um, we sometimes think, we sometimes misunderstand the purpose of the practice. We th- we think that the practice itself is the actual goal of the practice. And all these practices, when we look at what it's like when we're in our mind, when we look at what it's like when we're in our body, when we practice mindfulness of thinking or mindfulness of mind or mindfulness of mind states, uh, These are all practices that are cultivating the ability for us to um, see things as they really are, as opposed to seeing through the filter of the way we think things are. So there's this tendency for us to live our lives um, uh, taking our thinking really seriously, We begin to cultivate and um, develop and cling to beliefs about our thinking and uh, when we apply mindfulness to our thinking we sometimes see that uh, we oftentimes see we almost always see that uh, that things as they are are not as we thought they were and by shining the light of mindfulness onto our wrong thinking gives us a little bit of room around our experience to actually have choices and to allow some sort of transformation to take place in a very natural and gradual sort of way. So um, so having said that, I would, I would say that, I would follow up on that by saying that we all have had certain kinds of um, insights while we've been practicing. And those insights serve us in many, many different ways but then we find ourselves falling into old habits, old repetitious kinds of habits, and we begin to default to this idea that the insight wasn't a real insight or that this wasn't a valid experience that we had. And the truth of the matter is that the false thinking that we operate under is so deep-seated that it's only through repeating over and over again in a very gradual way the the truth of the insight or through continuing to make the same mistake over and over again that we begin to to actually see the truth of the way things are beginning to transform our lives. So the path is a gradual path. It's a gradual unfolding. And um, what I really wanted want to say here is that um, there's many ways that you can walk the path, but one of, the, one of the best and surest ways is to apply kindness to your experience, to your insights, to, to, to the recognition of the way things are tripping you up, um, and to see things, um, and to try to see things as they really are. I just managed a meditation retreat about a week ago, and one of the teachers um, said on that retreat something that was very, very... <laughs> it was so obvious, but it was so profound. He said, when you apply mindfulness to your experience, when you actually see with, a, with awareness, you will, s- you will discover that awareness isn't angry. Awareness isn't jealous. Awareness isn't guilty. Awareness is simply the reflection of a phenomena that's arising and has a life of its own and is passing away. So so we begin to see, when, when we think about something like that, that the way that we operate mostly, is not through the application of that kind of awareness because all of these habits that are part of our makeup, that are part of our temperament, are at work and are obscuring our ability to see things as they are in the moment that they arise. So... um, so i'm getting <laughs> I'm getting much more deep than i intended to uh, uh, to, to go here um, some of you are about to embark on um, long long retreats and i um, I'm, I'm hoping to to give some some Encouragement and and, and guidance uh, in that effort, but also this applies in our daily life. It really does apply in our daily life. In my own practice, I found myself, I find myself um, not always able to see in the integration of my insights into life the actual. Um, reality of mindfulness. In other words, I just sort of go through the motions and, and it's at work underneath things. But when you're on the cushion and when you're quiet and you can begin to tease through what's going on, you can begin to see all these things swirling around. And little by little by little, with kindness and patience, it all begins to fall into place, and it all begins to make sense. And something has stirred deeply within each one of you, as are here today, to bring you to this place where you would spend a morning sitting quietly with other people, turning within. And that stirring is something that is so beautiful, and so uh, valid and so important to recognize and to honor and to be kind and gentle with, because it's not easy to respond to the stirring. It's not easy to walk the path. It's not easy to wake up. But there's really nothing else of any value to do in life. So... um, Bhikkhu Bodhi has said and I find this so encouraging he says that there's only two requirements for walking this path of awakening and the two are in this order to start and to continue so I wish you all You're all off to a good start, and I wish you all to continue on this path. Thank you for spending the morning here. And may whatever benefit has arisen from our coming together to do this practice, may, may we share this with one another and with all beings everywhere. So, thank you.